Today's episode is sponsored by Beam. Are you ready to spend 2022 getting the relaxation and sleep you so deserve? This year, prioritize you first with Beam's premium CBD products for sleep. I've had problems sleeping for most of my life, and the slightest thing can completely throw off my sleep pattern. This was usually a great source of stress for me, but now that I've added Beam to my nightly routine, I never have to worry about falling asleep. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand, and their Dream Powder will give you the best sleep of your entire life. Just mix Dream Powder into hot water or milk, stir, and enjoy a nice cup of hot cocoa before bedtime. Here's why it works. Our bodies have an endocannabinoid system, or a highway of communication between the brain and the body, specifically designed to work with cannabinoids, which is why CBD has taken over the wellness world recently. And Beam's nano-CBD dramatically increases your body's ability to absorb CBD, making their products the most effective in the wellness space. It contains natural sleep-promoting ingredients, triple lab-tested, no THC, and you wake up feeling refreshed. I've been using Beam's Dream Powder almost every single night for months now, and I don't think I can ever go back. Sleep comes easy, the drink is delicious, and I wake up well-rested and ready to take on the day. Find out why Forbes and the New York Times are talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. For a limited time, get 40% off the first three months of membership or 20% off a one-time purchase when you go to beamorganics.com slash mcom. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash M-C-O-M for up to 40% off. Make 2022 the year of you with Beam. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Some people surprise everyone when they turn dark while others seem destined to become bad. On January 7th, 1992, a dangerous man was arrested for crimes that took place all around France. A man that, from the beginning, seemed to have a life that destined him for something dark and dangerous. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The life of Francis Olm, born February 25th, 1959 in Metz, France, began with a father who brutalized him until he was 17 years of age. Old enough to finally fight back, but by the time this came, the emotional and psychological damage had been done. Nicknamed Felix the Cat for his frequent dining on canned cat food, so much so that he actually believed his name was Felix, Francis's low intelligence became the butt of vicious mockery and even more brutal beatings from his father. This was not helped by the fact that Francis suffered from Kleinfelter syndrome, which gave him an extra X chromosome, far less body hair than the typical young man, slightly enlarged breasts, and smaller reproductive organs. He was also known to bury live animals and slash his body with shards of glass. Despite his childhood causing a descent into alcoholism and suicidal tendencies, Francis had a wonderful relationship with his younger sister and was the apple of his mother's eye. His love for her knowing no bounds. 
Unfortunately, she would pass away after a battle with cancer when Francis was just 23 years old. About five years after her passing, Francis took his passion for cycling and left home to travel all around France by either bike, sneaking onto trains, walking or hitchhiking and staying in various shelters, psychiatric institutions and detox centers along the way, all while working odd labor jobs here and there to feed his alcohol and drug habit, often mixing some liquor with some tranquilizers. Now, while he was traveling throughout France, so, it seemed, was an unknown killer who was wreaking havoc on the young people of the country. The first of these victims, some confirmed and some not, was Lionel Genest, who was just 17 years old when she was killed in Monteville on November 5th or 6th, 1984, just three weeks after Francis's mother lost her life. When later asked why he killed the pastry apprentice, supposedly with the help of an accomplice named Joseph Mullins, Francis would later say it was because, quote, she looked like a whore with her black tights. The next was 19-year-old Laurent Bureau, who was killed at a gymnasium in Perigueux on May 8, 1986, with the help of a man named Didier Gentile and a gang of, quote, thugs. Laurent, a soldier, had been returning from leave and took a detour through the park and back to his barracks when he happened upon the murderous group. He was tortured for an extensive period of time before he was finally killed. The next two victims of the man they were now calling the criminal backpacker were eight-year-olds Cyril Beening and Alexander Breckrich, who were found on September 28, 1986, in Marcel. April 27, 1987, brought the discovery of 26-year-old Annick Maurice, who was likely killed in December of 1986 with the help of an accomplice named Felipe Elivan, and June 22, 1998, brought the solo murder of Francis's oldest set of victims, 86-year-old Georgette Manisi and 61-year-old Ghislaine Ponsard. On April 22, 1989, the body of nine-year-old Joris Vivile was found after being kidnapped from a campsite in Port Grimoux earlier in the month, body found behind a cistern and killed with the help of an accomplice. On May 14, 1989, the body of Aline Perez was found after being kidnapped in broad daylight with no witnesses. On July 19, 1991, the body of 30-year-old Sylvie Rossi was found after being killed with the help of accomplice Michelle Goulam. She made the fatal mistake of picking up Francis as a hitchhiker. And on May 7, 1991, 14-year-old Lawrence Goulam was murdered, supposedly raped by that same accomplice. Because of his untreated Kleinfelter syndrome, Francis was, at the time, incapable of committing rape. So, on at least two occasions, the men who were accompanying him would rape and assault the victims before Francis took their lives. The last known murder is that of 65-year-old Jean Remy, who was found on January 5th, 1992, and killed without an accomplice. Now, just because not all of these victims could be definitively connected to Francis Ohm doesn't mean he was able to get away with murder. On January 7, 1992, just a few days after his last murder, Francis was arrested in Bischwiller for the murder of Aline Perez. Unfortunately, due in large part to his consistent movement as well as his complete lack of motive, police were having a hard time connecting the cases and proving his guilt. However, not much help was needed because, 
While sitting there in police custody, Francis started confessing to the murders left and right. First was the murder of a nursing assistant in Brest, and the next was Jean-Joseph Clement back in August of 1989, both of which they didn't connect yet. Finally, after several attempts at more information, Francis begins confessing to a number of attacks and murders using coded terms, referring to up to 15, quote, glitches that he committed since his mother's death. According to the officer who took his confessions, Francis described the murder scene in incredible detail, but said, quote, he doesn't lie. He never makes anything up but he deliberately covers his tracks by mixing the crimes, dates, and locations. Despite his confessions, some of the cases still lacked the evidence to convict, even if he was saying in his own manner of speak that he was the man responsible for the murders. Some, like that of Ghislaine and Georgette, Francis outright denied any involvement. When it was all said and done, he received various different sentences for his various different crimes. By May of 1997, he was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for at least 22 years. An additional 30 years were added in 2004, and in 2017, he was sentenced to life again for the murder of the two young children. As far as my research can tell, he, while alive, remains safely behind bars. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.